Hey everybody, welcome to Sermons from Centerpoint. My name is Pastor Chris Lorette and I'm so glad that you're joining us today. This last Sunday on November 1st, we celebrated All Saints. It's that day of the year that we celebrate all of the saints which have passed. Usually they're people from the church or from our lives who uh, meant a great deal to us. Many of them had some type of huge impact in how we became Christians or how we go about uh, being Christians in this world to this day. In fact, that's the topic of our sermon this morning. And I invite you into a time of reflection to remember those people that were near and dear to your heart that maybe you've lost, that have helped to draw you closer to Christ, that have helped you to be the type of person that he wants you to be. Well, enough of me jabbering. God bless, and I hope this time of scripture and uh, this sermon blesses your soul. Blessings. Our scripture reading today is from the book of Revelation, chapter 7, verses 9 through 17. After this, I looked up, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, singing, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are those, those who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship Him day and night within His temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and He will guide them to springs of water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The Word of God. Our second reading this uh, today is from 1 John 3, verses 1 through 3. Please stand as you are able. <clears throat> See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all 
who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. The word of God for the people of God. God. You may be seated. For Polly. <clears throat> I don't know about you, but for me, this is a time of remembrance. To really think about those who have blessed me. To really think about those who have ministered to my heart. And for me, none strikes truer than my grandma Hickey. From first grade all the way till about sixth or seventh grade, I would say it was maybe every other weekend or maybe every third weekend, something like that. But we would go and visit my grandma Hickey. And for me, some of you know my story, how things weren't always safe at home. One of the primary things my grandma Hickey provided for us was safety. We would go there and we wouldn't have to worry about screaming or yelling or fighting or any of that other stuff. And we could just be kids. And if I close my eyes... I can remember the streetlights over the Elgin O'Hare Expressway as we made our way to Elk Grove Village. As we turned on to the street, past the pavilion that my grandma liked to take us to, past the video store that we would inevitably go to later to pick up a movie, sometimes an R-rated movie that my parents weren't supposed to know about, like Speed. But my grandma really liked Dennis Hopper, what can I say? And I'd always get a video game, and we'd come back, and I'd play for a little bit. Sometimes the neighborhood kids would be there. Inevitably, my grandma would always order a Rosati's pizza, which was one of my very, very favorite places to eat. It was a thin tavern-style Chicago pizza. Very, very good. Yes. And I haven't eaten breakfast yet either. Well, after that, I could remember the smell of popcorn as my grandma would uh, pop some popcorn for us. We would all inevitably sit in. My grandpa would sit in his recliner. All of us would sprawl out along the couches, and we would watch our movie. We'd go to the back room, lie down. Sometimes our cousins were there, sometimes they were not, and we'd go to rest. Or sometimes we would pull, uh, have the pull-out bed from the sofa right in front of their giant 42-inch television, which was one of those big old, I remember, they were big old square heavy things that weighed about 2,000 pounds, right? And we'd wake up the next morning, we'd watch Saturday morning cartoons, and the smell of bacon and eggs would just fill the house. 
And then I remember, <laughs> after we'd eat, we'd, you know, inevitably need to get ready to go because mom and dad were coming soon. And we'd play cards in the afternoon until my parents came to pick us up. I remember those times sweetly. They're some of my most cherished memories. My grandma Hickey ministered to us children in a way that sometimes goes beyond preaching, and that goes beyond what we think to be active ministry. But it was ministry to me nonetheless. The love, the kindness, the hospitality, the mercy. They fill my heart with joy. And I'll remember them always. I'll endeavor to be uh, a grandpa uh, like she was a grandma. <laughs> to love on my grandkids. In fact, dare I say, my grandma had a bigger impact on me than I can fathom. I ended up going into youth ministry for a reason. Because there's kids who aren't wanted, who people kind of like toss to the side, who need adults to believe in them, who need adults to offer them a safe place, maybe a bit of food, and maybe even a little bit of hope and belief that they can make it through the next day. You would be amazed at what a safe place and a loving person can do for people. I've talked about it before and I've used his example and I'll use it again. St. Patrick revolutionized and changed Ireland not because of some amazing sermon but because he found these places at the crossroads and he set up these places for people to come and to eat and to be safe. And what would happen was as people would come and his only rule was this, you can't bring your weapons inside. And one by one, these little communities started to transform Ireland. One crossroads at a time, from a pagan society all the way to a society which worshipped the one holy triune God. It wasn't through poetic sermons. It wasn't through gospel tracts. It was through acts of kindness and mercy and hospitality. In short, it was by being the people of Christ 
that they were designed to be. Everybody dreams about a better tomorrow. Everybody is filled with hope. Everybody proselytizes to this to some extent, whether it be through their religion or through their politics or through their ideals or through their writings or what have you. Christians are called to be the change that we believe in. To be the Christ that came before us. To share that love and that hope and that kindness and that mercy. And God uses saints like you. There will be a day in the future when we have gone home where we will be free of every single ailment, of every single stress, of every single anxiety, of every single sickness and malady and curse. There will be a day when you are no longer in these pews. And there will be a day that somebody lights a candle as they remember you. Will it be for the same reasons that you remember these saints? Will it be for the same kindness and mercy and love? Will it be because you showed them dignity when no one else would? Would it be because you showed them mercy when no one else would? Would it, will it be because maybe you offered them the word of hope that they needed to hear in a dark moment of their lives? Will it be because you allowed yourself to be changed by the Holy Spirit to do good works in the name of Jesus Christ for our Father in heaven? I know I want to be like my grandma Hickey. I know I want to be like my grandpa Hart who passed away, who showed acts of kindness to people on the road by stopping regularly, even with his grandkids in the car, to see if this person was okay. I know I want to be like my grandma Hart who would regularly offer us meatloaf, even though I hated meatloaf, every Tuesday night as a symbol of her love for her grandchildren. How is God trying to work through you? And how are we resisting that call. Brothers and sisters, 
Let us lay down, let us lay down our burden. Let us lay down that which conflicts with our call. Let us surrender that which promises us everything, but is in reality nothing for the sake of the cross. So that when we pass on, your ministry will still be at work in the people of this world because you decided to surrender to Christ. Let your legacy live on because we decided to stop living for ourselves and to start living for whom Christ ultimately points to and who the Holy Spirit is pushing us to be. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. Thank you for being our God. We thank you for those saints which have come before us. We thank you for their ministries that are still at work and active in our lives. We thank you for their compassion or hospitality or kindness or mercy that, God, you would move them through your Holy Spirit to still be at work because of what they did so many years ago. We thank you, Father. We long to submit to your call to be your saints. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.